0: Okay, everybody, thanks for coming out. I appreciate it. Um, we're going to continue with Tillam Kofi Adala tonight. But first, we have some sponsors tonight. So sponsors for the, the month of Kislev. Um, so uh, learning is sponsored by uh, Helene and David Brenner in the merit uh, and protection of uh, Tovi Ruvain ben Chaya Hadassah, um, who's serving now in Aza, um, by Miriam and Avram Deutsch, in honor of uh, 30 years of Aliyah, um, by uh, Mindy Barad, in thanks to Hashem for miracles past, present, and future for Ami Israel. Uh, this uh, weekly uh, sponsors for this week um, sh- learning is sponsored by Amalia Nahama Garcia for the protection, and success of our holy warriors, to the safe return of our captives, the spiritual and physical healing of our wounded and our bereaved by um, Zahava Inglard and Norman Shapiro in honor of uh, their two chayalim, uh, Avram Yosef Ben Zahavadina and Ezra Ben Miriam Ilana and uh, all of those serving to protect us in the merit of our lima torah. May the B'Zochah quickly vanquish our enemies and return home safely. And by Ashira and Svi Edelman, Le'ilei Nishmas Asher ben Pesach and Chayaleya Bas Zlataf. U'bitefila uh, v'tachanum shechol chayaleinam v'chol chatofinam v'chol ha'mifunim ya'chzeru, that's probably ha'chatofin, it's probably a typo, ya'chzeru b'ryim b'gufam u'bine shamam u'bine And uh, today, Sunday, uh, Learning is sponsored by Ellie and Masha Goldsmith, um, uh, s- asking us to please keep praying for Baruch Yitzchak Ben Masha and all of the defenders of uh, Israel. That is uh, our, our sponsors for tonight. And uh, we are up to Telum Kuf yod-alib. So we started last week with Telm Kuf Yod-Gimel. Remember, we started last week um, what's going to be a series of our shiurim on, uh, on Hallel. Um, and the reason why uh, we bracketed halal right now is because we moved into Chodesh Kislev, and Chanukah uh, is uh, zman of halal. It's uh, uh, one of the times of the year that we say halal. In fact, if you look in the, in the Rambam, um, all of the halakhas of halal are in the Halakhas of Hanukkah. The Ramam put the halakhas of halal in in Chanukah, which is interesting um, uh, in and of itself. But um, so we did the first parak of of halal till Gimel. Um, last week, and so uh, this week we're up to Telem Kufyodala, which is the second paragraph of Halo. So, as usual, we will read the paragraph. Um, I th- I, in my head, it feels like a short one. We'll see how that actually plays itself out. You know, but I know, right? I know, right? In my head, in my head, it feels like a short one. But we'll, we'll see how it goes, and uh, and that'll be good. So, everybody, ready? Here we go. We'll read. We'll translate quickly the first the parak of Telem. So we'll know what we're talking about. Then we'll go to the words of the Rishonim and the Achronim and Chazal, and hopefully that will add depth um, to our understanding and also add depth to our tefilla as we say the tefilla. We'll be saying this next week already. Next week is right. Is that next no, week? No, two weeks. No. Today's Gemal. Tonight's Dalit. So then so then so then a week and a half. A little more than yeah. a week. A little more by next Thursday it's the night, the Next day. Thursday night is Hanukkah, right? Yeah. Is that right? Did I just make that up? Nobody here knows. Nobody knows. Okay, I don't know either. Alright, fine, Where I think it's at the end of next week. I think is uh, I think it's Hanukkah. That may or may not be true. It is <laughs> but but tonight's it's coming up. It has to So be. then it has to be. Okay, very good. So how about we'll be saying hello next week. And so uh so hopefully again this will add depth to our to our tefillah. Is everybody ready? Here we go. Bitseisi Sir Mi Mitzrayim when um the Jewish people left from Mitzrayim Beis Yaakov me Amlo Eis and the house of Yaakov from people who spoke a different language. Right? Obviously, your brain is working already. Yes, I'm saying like you know we've been learning together for enough weeks to know that uh, something in this pasuk is strange. Yes, everyone's with me. What's the first oddity in this pasuk? Correct. There's two different groups of people here. There's B'etzis Yisrael, and then there's Beis Yaakov, and they're seemingly leaving from two different places. Right. So the Beis Yisrael leaves the I'm sorry, the Yisrael leaves from Mitzrayim, and the Beis Yaakov leaves from May Am Loe's. It's interesting. Yes, we'll come back to it. Haisa <laughs> you huda licodeshow Yisrael Sir El Mam became God's uh, holy one, mm-hmm. Yehuda became his holy one. Yisrael, Mamshalosav. and uh, the Jewish people became um, Mamshalosav, like from um, uh, mimshala, his uh, dominion, his uh, his uh, his rule. Um, uh, Hayam ra'av the sea saw and it ran. Hayardain yisov liachar. the Jordan uh, went backwards. Heharim. So you, you'll notice also, right? They seem to be too to They seem to do. Do two, two different things, right? The Yam, the sea, sees Vayanos and it flees, it runs away. But Hayarden Yisovli Achor, the Yardin retreats backwards. So we'll have to see the difference between those two things as well. Harim the mountains they uh, they jumped like uh, they they skipped, they danced like uh, rams. Giva-os, and the hills Kivnetzon like uh, young sheep the sea what are you running from uh, why are you fleeing Hayar the Jordan why are you running going backwards mountains why are you dancing like rams and the hilltops why are you uh, dancing like young sheep and then they respond and they Huliaretz from uh, God uh um, how do translate I'll, I'll all right i'll translate and then we'll see the different interpretations later right before we tremble i'm translating like tremble there's different ways to, to translate i'll show you in a few minutes but we're trembling before god the, the whole earth trembles before god from before the god of jacob who turns the rock into a, a swamp of water and turns uh, pebbles into uh, a fountain, to a, a fountain of water. And so let's summarize, if we will, right? Uh, what's this uh, paragraph of Tehillim about? It's talking about uh, the Jewish people leaving Mitzrayim and the miracles that occurred when we, when we left Mitzrayim. Yes, the sea is splitting, the Jordan is going backwards, right? That's when we left Mitzrayim, and also when we came into the land of Israel. When did the mountains shake? Harsinai, excellent, very good, everybody. Right when we re- when we receive the Torah and the Harsinai, and then we have this conversation at the end. Right, uh, w- what is everybody uh, trembling for? What everybody, the all of these inanimate objects, right? What are they trembling for? Well, what, it's it's because they feel God's presence, and that's what causes them to uh, to to act in the way in which they in the way in which they do. Yeah. So far so good. That's this paragraph of Talmud. We'll ask it. You know, uh, also hopefully by the time we're done, why is this paragraph of Talmud in in Halal? Yeah, so quickly. Okay, somebody give me that one first. Why is the Parak of Tehillim? What? Ah, excellent. The miracles which are interestingly not mentioned in the parakel of Tehillim. That's interesting, isn't it? I mean, it's there, right? But it's not there, right? In other words, it's when the Jews, the David Amalek is assuming that we know certain things, right? When the Jews left Mitzrayim, so then the, the, we became God's sanctified people, and look at what happened. Right, the sea ran, the mountains shook. She means remember all of those miracles that uh, that took place, and this became part of our part of our our hollow. Let's let's look at the rishonim and the achronim. We'll see some uh, deeper understanding um, in these uh, in these pesukim, and then hopefully we'll be able at the end to give some broader perspective on uh, on how this was to affect our recitation of the of the. No, Lisa, this is it over here. Sorry, not not that over there. This this over here. I apologize. Mm-hmm. And welcome. Good. So let's start with this Rashi. If it's AC Storm, you can try and base it up in the way. So Rashi first translates for us, may I'm low A's um Meaning, you can call any other language, which is not Hebrew, lo'ez. Now, the truth is, that's actually a rabbinic language. Um I, I believe that this is called a hapex lagaman in the Tanakh. It means that it's a word that only appears one time in all of the in all of the Tanakh. Lo'ez, um, it's a word that you find a lot in the rabbinic literature for different languages. But in the Tanakh, this is the only place. That's why Rashi had to translate for us, right? That this is... Uh, a reference to people who speak different languages now if you look in the Malvim right, it's something very interesting and I alluded to this before when I said that you'll notice it seems to be that there's two different groups of people in the first Pasach there's Yisrael and there's Beis Yaakov so if you look in the Malvim Beis Yaakov When he Hamon when David Melav talks about Beis Yaakov he's talking about the masses of the Jewish people V'zev min Yisrael ma'ale and that is distinct and different from uh, Yisrael that are the Anshe meaning they are the the people of uh, of higher um, standing. Um, I, he does not define what uh, makes them higher in standing, but uh, it's not economics that I can tell you that I can tell you for sure. Right? So, ma'ala, people of uh, of greater spiritual standing in the in the Jewish world. This is interesting, by the way. Um, we find. Let's say throughout the Torah, after Yaakov has his name changed, and after we become uh, the people of Israel, there are times in the Tanakh where we're referred to as Bnei Israel. Times we're referred to as Bnei Yaakov. And why does the Torah sometimes use the, the name Yisrael and sometimes the name Yaakov? What have we What have we heard? Amazing, generally speaking, and there's different ways in which, you know, different Rishonim and Achronim present this idea, but generally speaking, right, you find that Yisrael is higher, that Yaakov represents a a lower level of the Jewish people, um, and Yisrael represents a higher level of of the Jewish people. After all, right, where do the names come from? Right? Why? Why? Why do they call him um, Yaakov? In the or at least let's start with this. Why does Esav think? That's an easier way of saying it. Right? That his parents called him Yaakov. What does Esav say? It was, it was in uh, last week's parasha. Right? Right. He tricked me uh, twice. Right? Um, right. Akev um, is the is the ankle. Is the is the heel. is slower. Right. Um, Yisrael comes from the root word. Was a few different possibilities. Comes from. But comes from either the root word of sar. Right, officer. It comes from root word of yashar, right? Uh, to be straight, right? And so, Yisrael, generally speaking, um, you use uh, as a more elevated uh, terminology for the Jewish people, and Yaakov, you would use as a more um, a lower level of The Jewish people, and here we have the exact same thing. That's what the Malbim is saying. But he's saying that the base Yaakov are the masses of people, the Israel, that's the, the, the Jews of elevated standing and stature. Now, let's go back to our apostles reading the Malvin more. Base Yaakov, now when it comes to the base Yaakov, Ahamonim, Yotsu me Mahem. So, where do the base Yaakov leave from? Where do they leave from? They leave me'amloez. From amongst the, the people who speak a different language. What does that mean? It means that the base Yaakov were assimilated into the Egyptian society. If you would have come to the Jews and met with the base Yaakov, they would have spoken to you in Egyptian. They were mi'amlois. It's like Jews who do a Sheer in English. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're mi'amlois. What? What was that? It's true. That, that, was, that was a joke, everybody. I was, no one's laughing. no were trying not with Yaakov. What's that? What was that? That's when we were in with Carl, not at the time of the operation. that's exactly what we're talking but they about. they said that they didn't change their... They... Oh, we'll get to that in one second. Hang on, hang on. We'll get to that. No, no, no. It's all right here. Don't worry. We could explain it. It all makes sense. Don't worry about it. Right? But the Yisraelim, meaning the, the Jews who are of ha of greater stature. He gives you an example. Kimo, Like for example, it, levi. Or the Yisraelim, they were not intertwined. They did not assimilate into the Egyptian society and therefore yuktzu Rak... They They left only from the land of Egypt, but they didn't have to leave from the Egyptian culture, and they were never uh, assimilated into the Egyptian culture. And that's how Mabin reads the pasuk. Let's read it again, because now, again, when we read this pasuk again, we say it in our tefilas, we'll understand better what we're talking about. Bitseis Yisrael mi Mitzrayim mean there was Jews who left only from the physical land of Mitzrayim. They didn't need to leave from anything more than that, because they maintained their their. I'm about to say segregation is the word that came to my mind. They maintained their distinctiveness. Their, their, they, they never fully assimilated into the Egyptian society and into the Egyptian culture. And so when God pulled us out, B'tseis Israel Mi they only had to leave from the land of Egypt because even while they were in Egypt, they were still distinctly Jewish. But there was also Beis Yaakov Me'am There was also all of these masses of Jews who God had to pull them out Me'am Amlois from a... From amidst a uh, a culture that spoke a different language, because they were more assimilated into the Egyptian society, and when the time for geula came, they needed to be extricated, right from uh, from 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 Mitzrayim. Right? I don't know that I, I I don't know that I actually ever heard Rav Shlomo say that they had to take the Egypt out of the Jews, but I feel like it's something he would have said, right? You know, he, he probably did. Yeah, no, no, maybe, yeah. It's the right idea. Yes, right? That's the base Yaakov Me'am Loez. The base Yaakov Me'am Mitzrayim is just taking the Jews out of Egypt. The base Yaakov Me'am Loez is taking the Egypt out of the Jews. It's not really. It's really taking the Jews out of the Egyptian culture, but everybody understands what I'm, what I'm saying now. Kara, what you asked is actually a midrash right here on this parak of, of Tehillim. Look at this midrash. It's right here. B'Tseis Yisrael Mitzrayim, when the Jews left uh, Egypt, this is the midrash Tehillim, Amar Rebbe Lozar HaKfar Arba Dvarim Nigolu Yisrael Mitzrayim. said that in the merit of four different things, the Jewish people were redeemed from Mitzrayim. What are those four things? One, Shaloshinu Es Shaman, they didn't change their names. Right, they called their kids Aaron and not Aaron. Look, sorry, mom, that was a joke. Right, they didn't change their language. That's us. That's what we were talking about right here. They didn't tell their secrets. Nobody went to the government, you know, uh, to be like hey, this guy over here, you know, whatever. They uh, they kept their secrets, whatever they were, quiet. And they uh, they they maintained. Um, their uh, their lineage, their heritage. They they didn't uh, they didn't have a rayos um, amongst the Jewish people. Now the the midrash tries to bring proof text. How do we know that all of these four things are true? One, Shemam, Ella reuveni ha Shimoni, reuven Reuven when we leave and they count the Jews, a census, right? So you have the families of Reuven and the families of Shimon. So just like we came down and we had Reuven and we had Shimon. When we were leaving, we had Reuven and we had Shimon. They didn't change their language. They still spoke Hebrew. How do you know? Base Yaakov Our It pulled out the Jews from people who spoke different language. Do you see what the midrash just did? It read two psukim together. It blurred the period in between, right? And and it said Show that they pulled the Jews out and and Yehuda was still speaking his now by the way if we wanted to combine this with the Malbim we have two different options of how we could do that the Malvin who told us that me loes, means that they had to pull the Jews out from, the, the, the masses of the Jews, out from those who spoke a different language, one possibility is that the Midrash would be saying that they still spoke Hebrew, meaning of course they spoke Egyptian. Why did they speak Egyptian? Because they were in Egypt for hundreds of years, so of course they spoke Egyptian, but they still spoke Hebrew. You know what this would be like, and now I don't have to make fun of us, now I can be serious, right, right, is that it's, it's Jews who speak English because you know, or any other foreign language, whatever it is. But you also speak Hebrew, right? It means you can also open up a chumash, and you can, uh, and you can, and you can learn. We can read the ilim, like we're doing now. We can learn the midrashim like we're like we're doing right now. It's actually something quite beautiful, by the way, about our about our learning. How how learning? By and large, there are exceptions. There are exceptions. But how learning? Almost well, it's not really true what I'm about to say. But I'm going to say it anyway, right? Uh, learning. Predominantly stayed in Hebrew. Now the Gemara is not in Hebrew. I know that. I know the Gemara is in Aramaic. is in Aramaic. I know, but all of the commentaries on the Gemara are all in Hebrew. The Gemara is an elaboration on the Mishnah, which itself is in Hebrew. And so it's not. It is not true that all of Jewish learning always stayed in Hebrew. But a lot of Jewish learning. Um, stayed in stayed in Hebrew. That's very interesting. Again, uh, throughout the ages, they were also different. You know, the Rambam Did wrote the more in Arabic. Yes, that's there correct. Are, I mean, even yes, in, in, uh, Nehemiah, that is correct. That, that is correct. Hakem a hundred. In, that is a hundred. A hundred percent true. It's a hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. That's what they spoke. You know, uh, at the at the time, it's a hundred. It's hundred percent true. It's actually very Davening lovely. I'm saying like, what was that? That's correct. He that, is correct. Um, that is people. correct. Um, that is correct. That is correct. That is correct. That is correct. But here think about this for a second and this is actually what i'm about to say is actually true um and and it's kind of interesting yeah if rashi um and the rambam right and uh the Malbim, why not right and uh and or akadosh uh if they all walked into the room right now right uh, a you know why not you know if they all walked into the room right now rashi was from france The Rambam was born in Spain. The Orachayim lived in Turkey. Uh, You know, uh, who else did I say? I don't remember. Whatever. It doesn't matter. That's not the point. If they all walked into the room right now, I was born in the United States of America, as I imagine many of you here were also. Canada, whatever, right? If they all walked into the room right, right now, we could all have a conversation. We could all have a conversation. Because we all speak Hebrew. Okay. Some of us speak other languages too, I know, I'm aware. Right? You know, but they're they understand the point that I'm saying. And whether we could actually have a conversation or whether we just be able to communicate, I'm not sure, you know, but uh, you know, but 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 we could. And there's something very lovely about that. There's something that very, cool. very lovely about that. What? That would be cool. It would be very cool, no? Rabbi Salovichek has this famous piece where he talks about how he feels that way when he's saying sheer. Like he feels like he's saying sheer and he feels like he teaches a line in the Gemara and the Amora in the Gemara is like sitting there in the, you know, in the room. And then he learns a Rashi. So like Rashi like walks into the room and says his interpretation. And then they learn a Tosis, and that's like Rashi's grandson Rabbi Rabbeinu Tam. He asks a question and then they learn a Rambam and the Rambam comes in and then the Raivit is sitting in the back and he says something nasty because sometimes, you know, well, you know whatever. And then uh, one of the students says something nasty to the Raivit and Rabbi Salavechik yells at him because after all you can't talk like that to the right, man. and you know what I'm saying. But like Reverend he felt like that when he was like saying the sheer that you know, like he was living with, uh, with, and, and there's something very lovely about that. And also, you know, who, who said something about Tefillah? It was you said something about Lisa, you said something about Tefillah. If they came here now, they not only would we be able to sit here and we'd be able to, to have a conversation. But they would know this tefillah. Like we're learning tilam kufi Dalad right now. We're learning Hala. If they came in, they'd they'd be able to say hala with us. I'm saying like, you know, we wouldn't be doing everything exactly the way that they did it to be a little bit different. But like you'd walk in and you'd know what you were doing. You know, like they they you know everyone understands what I'm saying. It's something very, 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 very lovely, not only about the language, but also about the also about the practice. Go back to the madras. Um Okay, okay, fine. Um, let's let's go to the dovercher uh, does everybody see that there's uh, if you skip down a few lines in the beginning of the line there's an ellipses and then it says devercher does everybody see that good so Acher, um oh oh so oh, I'm sorry what I was saying Carol was one possibility is that they spoke multiple languages right that's one possibility we could put these we could put these two together there is a second possibility that we could suggest um, and I, 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 I'm not so sure. I, I think that this is fair of reading of the Malbem. I, I, I think it's fair. The second thing that we could suggest is that when the, the when Melach says, Yaakov me amloes, that they pulled the masses of the Jews from those who spoke a different language, it is also possible that they were speaking Hebrew. And what Melach is really talking about is not a language. He's really talking about a cultural and uh, social Removal. The base Yaakov may Amloe is that he pulled the masses of the Jews out from a, a cultural and social um, Egypt that was different. Than, than ours. And not necessarily so much about... So it's possible that they still spoke uh, Hebrew and we can still say that God took them May amloes. Does that make sense? They're going to say what I'm, what I'm saying? Right? Um, but I'm, I'm trying to combine the Malvim interpretation with the, with the Midrash that we all know we all know so well. Now, uh, another possibility, another understanding is mitzrayim, that when the Jews left from, uh, from mitzrayim, chus mitzrayim, in what merit did the Jews leave Mitzrayim? So well, we just learned four. Right? But now the Midrash is continuing. And he says, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, bischus Dama Pesach, Vidama Mila. That it could be, maybe the Jews left Mitzrayim, they got out of Mitzrayim in the merit of the Dama Korban Pesach and the Dama Brismila. Before they left, the Jews did two mitzvahs that both related with with blood. It was different kinds of blood. One was they did Brismila, the other was they did the Korban Pesach, Shinemar, V'omar Lachmata Bai Chai, Lach Lachmata Chai. Rabbi Nechemia Omer, Nechemi gave a different answer, and he said, Why did the Jews get out of Mitzrayim in the merit of the Torah that they were going to uh receive Kimas Israel the menor 3 different well, uh, two different, it's two sets of sukim right? One and then two that go together right? That indicate that it could be that God saw the Jews in Egypt because he saw that they were going to accept the Torah on the Harsinai after all, right? And this is the second Pesach that he quotes when God is talking to Moshe at the Sneh God says to Moshe Rabbeinu that I'm going to take the Jews out, this is the sign that I'm going to take the Jews out, that we're going to come to we're going to come back here to the Harsinai, the Sneh was on the Harsinai do we all know that? The sneh, oh, the sneh was on the Harsinah. If you look at Ibn Ezra over there in um, in uh, Parshas Va'era, is that where the sneh is? No, in Parshas Shmos. The sneh is in Parshas Shemos. Uh, if you look in it, yeah, 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 yeah final answer. It's in Parshas Shmos. I'm positive of it, right? If you look, what was that? No, 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 final answer, final answer, right? If you look, look over there, right, um, uh, the Ibn Ezra says that um, sneh, is yeah, but I think he says this is a gematria. Is that true? Sin, uh, the samech and the nun cancel out, and what does that leave us with? Sne is hey, sinay is yud. It's five off. No, something's not right. You guys right. Oh, is it hasne? hine hasne. Behold the sne. Is it, so then you get two he's? And then, then it equals? I, we have to look at it in Ezra. I, I'm pretty sure he says there's a Gematria over there. And he for sure says that the Sneh was on the uh, Harsini. Nah, uh, that, that's the final answer. I'm 100% sure of that positive. By the way, this past week's Parsha, the Radak and uh, also the Dasikanim and they both write that Yaakov, when he dreamt his dream, did not see a ladder. I know. That's shocking, right? The Torah says that he saw a ladder. What are, what are you talking about, Rabbi? Not right? True. What was that? Now what do we draw? So both the Radak and Das Baleatosis, they say that Yaakov saw the Harsinai. Sulam in Gematria is Sinai. That Matthew could do later, that is correct. Sulam in Gematria is Harsinai. But now let's go to the rest of the dream. Because wait a second, right? Because what did Yaakov see in the dream? He saw there was angels going up the ladder. And the ladder was not a ladder. The ladder was Harsinai. So what did he see? Radakim will say the same thing. He didn't see angels. He saw Moshe and Aaron. He saw people who were like angels. And he saw them going up to the top of the mountain to receive the Torah. And God was standing on the top of the mountain because at Harsinai, God came down to stand on the top of the mountain. Yeah. And then God says to Yaakov Avinu, Ani Hashem I don't remember exactly what the Pussek says in this past week's parsha. I don't have a Chumash in front of me right now. And that's an allusion to Anochya Shemelokecha, right, uh, that, uh, that the Jews heard on the Harsinai. On the Radak Har and the Dasikainim, they both believe that God showed Yaakov Avinu the Harsinai. And why would God show Yaakov Avinu the Harsinai? I think is because Yaakov found himself in a very uncertain place at a very uncertain time. He was leaving from his parents' home for the first time, he was heading outside of the land of Israel. He was going to try to find a wife so that he could start to build a family. And God told him this is all going to work out. It's going to be a long road, but let me show you what's going to be. We're going to stand here on the Sinai." And so he saw, he saw, he saw the Harsinai according to the Radaq and according to the Dasikini and of Balatosis. It's very interesting, yeah, uh, very interesting. Whatever. If you like the latter, stay with the latter. But if you like the Harsinai, go with the Harsinai. It's okay. It's all fine, right? But back to our story over here, right? Reb Nechemye thinks that the Jewish people got out of Mitzrayim because of the merit of uh, the Torah that they were going to receive. Reb Yeshua ben Levi. It's the first word on the line. Reb Yeshua ben Levi uh, Omer B'schus Hamishgun Shasid and Lassos. You know why the Jews? Got out of Mitzrayim because God saw that they were going to build the Mishkan, and He brings proof text. Right? Sheneh marvayar lo Israel, mispenei Mishkan v'mishkan k'siv kolam lacha v'yishlachavakam akhlim l'mo. Sharetz tesi osamayir atz Mitzrayim l'shchoni v'socham al t'nay l'shchoni v'socham. I'm sorry that I'm reading these proof texts quickly. I probably should have just cut them out so that way I didn't have to. But you see them; they're all there. Revi Elazar ben Yaakov, Revi Eliezer ben Yaakov. Sorry, Yomar. V'schus Chananya, Mishael, va'Azaria. This is wild. Why did the Jews get out of Mitzrayim? In the merit of Hananiah Mishol Azariah, who are Azariah? in the beginning of the book of Daniel, they're Jews who didn't live until after the destruction of the first Beit HaMittash, and they were killed, Al-Kiddush Hashem, by, by the Babylonians, right? And so, uh, and so Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov says, in what merit did the Jews come out of Mitzrayim? In the merit of Jews who would die, Al-Kiddush Hashem. Isn't that wild? That what did God? In what merit did God take the Jews out of Mitzrayim? Because God saw that there would be innocent Jews who would be killed al kiddushimah. Saved. Saved. What was, was that? Was, wasn't it a miracle that they were saved? Yeah, but they were thrown in. They they want, were, they, 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 yeah, the them. Kiddush they, Hashem, that they that they were willing to, yeah. you know, to yeah, that, that they would, you know, uh, sacrifice for the Kiddush, you know, to make Kiddush Hashem. That is the merit that the Jews came out of Mitzrayim. It's entirely, uh, entirely wild, in my eyes, or Elizabeth and Yaakov's opinion that that's the merit that that got the jews out of uh by the way that's a wild thing also because in other words we just learned a whole bunch of right the first opinion that we started with right why did the jews merit to come out is because of things that they did yeah either they they didn't change their uh, names they didn't change their language they didn't do arayos they didn't uh, tell secrets or they did the dam pesach they did the dam mila, right it's things that they did right then we moved to, No, it's things that they were going to do. They were going to accept the Torah and Har Sinai. They were going to build the Mishkan. They hadn't done it yet. God saw that they were going to do. It, but it's the same people, yeah. It's the same people. Then we move to things that were going to happen. Would you see, Lisa? Other Jews. That other Jews were going to do in the future, right? And that that bond that links and unites us through time it grabs merit not not only moving forward but also moving backwards does does that make sense in other words god god not only not only takes things that we do and carries merit forward to the future but he takes things from the future and carries merit back to the past is that is there that's that's what the madrash is saying that that's uh that's a wild that's a wild thing i think so yeah? And so, um, wait, let's finish the Madrash, um, because the, the last sentence in the Madrash is very, very strong. You have Arabar Kahana Omer bischus Doroshel Yeshaya, It's the same kind of idea, right? Not Chanan Yushov Azariah, but the Jews in the generation of Yeshaya, right? Uh, they would have Vikavan Shira'a David Cain. And when David Amelech saw all of that, Bekama Yisrael Yotzin. Meaning, when David Amelech saw all of this, He saw all of these opinions and all of these interpretations. He said, Dada Melech, look at the merit of the Jewish people. He said, look at all of this merit that the Jewish people had passed. Future, all of this merit that they had to come out of Mitzrayim. Hishkil mekaleis al yitzias Mitzrayim. Hallelujah. B'tzeis Yisrael mi Mitzrayim. He started to sing. B'tzeis Yisrael mi Mitzrayim. Right. And that's what the Madrash is trying to say. That when you know, when when we when we say this paragraph of the hill and mi Mitzrayim, based Yaakov Right. We, we 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 daven that a kodesh baruch hu should carry our merit for Geula. Our merit moving forward, the merit of our children moving backwards, the merit of our grandparents moving forward. So that, and that's, 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 that's part of the tefillah. Part of the tefillah. And it, it was the impetus for the tefillah in the first place. The end of the Midrash says, is when David HaMelech, he, he said, how did the Jews get out of triumph?" They started looking at this, oh, they did this. This and they did this and they did this, and then they had this and then they had this and I was like, oh and then Darbel started to sing. It was amazing that Akkodesh Barakhu took us out of took us out of Mitzrayim, Yeah, that's uh that's part of the that's part of the tefillim. That's at least that's that's how the that's how the Midrash understands. Good. So we have Does anyone mention is referred to as women? I didn't see it in this context, but you are correct. Saying, that's, that's, that we, you do we, find there that there is a teaching that Yes, the it's a course. Gemara in Sota. Tzitkani, it's a Gemara in the beginning nashim of Sota. Tzitkanios. Yes, that we were we were redeemed from Mitzrayim because of the women. The Gemara in the beginning of Sota tells a a, a, um, a fanciful and amazing story. Right? The Gemara says that uh, that uh, that the men didn't want to have children. You know, they were doing work and they were just they were tired. They they didn't want to you know, uh, continue family life. And the women used to, used to you know, uh, uh, used to make themselves uh, look good and they would entice their husbands and then they would have children. But then the Egyptians were trying to kill their children, right? And so they used to go out into the orchards, right? Tachas ha tapuach articha right? That's what the Apostle says, that underneath the, the orchards, right, you were o articha you were aroused. Right? And, so, uh, and so the Gemara says that they used to go out into the fields, in the orchards, and they used to deliver their babies. And then the Egyptians found out that they were delivering babies out in the, out in the orchards. So they used to come out to the fields to try to, to find them and to kill the babies. And then the Gemara, says, the Gemara says that the ground would cover up the babies and hide them. From the from from the Egyptians, that underneath the orchards the Jewish people were brought uh, were brought back to life. That's one of the reasons, by the way. It's one of the reasons. I don't remember who says it. maybe I'm tempted to say it's a Taz, but I don't know if that's true. Um, I, I, I don't have it with me right now, but but that is that's one of the reasons that the Achronim write that we eat Charosis on the night of the Seder. I know, when I was in grade school, I learned that we eat charoses because it's like cement and bricks. But there is an opinion on the Akronim. I'm tempted to say it's the Taz, who says that the reason why we eat charoses is because of this story in the Gemara in, in Sota, that that the women went out to the orchards, and that's where they had their babies, and that God protected those babies from the, from the Egyptians. And so we eat the, the cheroses to, to remember that. By the way, this is another example of how everything on the night of the Seder is a mix, um, you know, between um, avdus and chiros, is a mix between gollus and geula. Yes, this is very clear, right? Why do we eat matzah on the night of the Seder? Well, if you read the beginning of the Haggadah, we eat matzah, it's because it's halach ma'anya, right? It's it's about slavery. But if you read the end of Magid, right, um, by Rebbe Gamliel, right? Matzah zushano ochlem shuma. Why do we eat this matzah? Because lo he speak Because when we were leaving, we didn't have time for the bread to rise. So it's a symbol of geula. Matzah. Does everybody see what I just did, right? And this is true about almost everything. Not everything, but almost everything. On the night of the seder is uh, is like that, and chayroses is like that also. Because on the one hand, chayroses is about the bricks and the mortar, and uh, on the other hand, uh, and the mortar, uh, and on the on the other hand. Charoses is uh, is about uh, the salvation, is about geula, it's about uh, the next generation of the Jews um, and Jewish continuity and uh, those righteous women and God uh, protecting and uh, and saving them. Uh, Rabbi Salavichik, interestingly, now we're so far off topic, but Rabbi Salavichik, interestingly, thinks that that pasuk in Tapuach or "Tachasatapuachoraticha." Rabbi Salavichik thinks that it's not talking about apples. Rabbi Salavichik thinks that tapuach in a Tanakh is citrus fruit because he thinks that historically they didn't have apples. It would be anachronistic if it would be, uh, if it would be apples. I don't know if it's true or not. I never did the research. I'm just telling you what uh, Rabbi Shechter I think has in the Nefesh sharab Rabbi Selvedchik thought that they didn't have apples in that region um, at that point in history. Apples came, came later. Um, and, so, uh, and so he thinks that tapuach is not an apple. In modern Hebrew, obviously tapuach is an apple, but in the Tanakh, he thinks that tapuach is a citrus fruit and not, uh, and not an apple. Um, the Rambam has a recipe for charosas. In uh, Yad HaKazaka, the Rambam has a recipe for charosas. He says how to make it, and there's no apples. There's no apples. The um, there are yeah, orange. there are. And there's orange? And there's, I don't think there's, there's orange. don't the, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> but Rabbi Soloveitchik used to put citrus fruit in, in his charosas. Yeah, dates? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, they, and they cook it on the stove. They don't, and uh, it becomes
1: more of a jam. And,
0: yeah, so, okay. The Rambam. That's like, that's like the way the Rambam used to do it. Yeah. Which makes sense by the way which which makes sense yeah that makes sense that actually makes a lot of sense very very lovely okay excellent very good when we come to pesach maybe we'll look at that in greater detail but we have we have more psukim yet to go right and so uh so let's let's keep going so i feel like i always finish one pasuk and it's like most of the way through this year no, I, I, it's like a pattern. I feel like I have right. Okay, but let's let's we we can do this. So Yehuda became God's uh, sanctified holy ones. Yisrael mamshalosav, the Jewish people, his domain, his uh, his his dominion. So if you look in the Radak, look at this. When we left Mitzrayim, we became God's people. We became God's nation, and Yehuda. Right? Became his kocho. What does that mean? Shalokham me'am tamei v'haya goi kadosh. israel mamshelo sav. We left from a goi tamei. We became a goi kadosh. Shalohayu b'mamsheles mitzrayim. Ela b'mimshalto. And we were no longer underneath the rule, the domain, the dominion of the Egyptians. We were under the dominion of God. V'haysa memshala u'mamlacha b'fnei atzma. We became our own sovereign people. Lo b'rshus acher. Ela birshu sakel yisparach without any other uh, uh, sovereign over us, only God sovereign over us. V'chein amar lahem ki sheyatzmi mitzrayim. And this is what it says when we left Mitzrayim. Baatem to you li mamlechas kovanim ve'goi kadosh. God said that you're going to be my mamlechas kovanim, goi kadosh, kolomar. To you mamlecha b'fnei atzma, you're going to be your own sovereign. But to you li kovanim u'mishor sim lo avadim la'amacher, and you'll be servant only to God and not to anybody else. But to you li kadosh and in that that fashion, you can become God's holy people, nivdalim mitumasa amim, separate from all of the tumah that's out there in the world. Umash amar Yehuda Israel. and now the Radak asks a question that we would be want to ask: What is the difference between Yehuda and Yisrael? Just like before, we asked what's the difference between Yisrael and Yaakov. Here in Pasagbet Bet, we have a difference between Yehuda and Yisrael. Why are they tweezed out? As two different people, Kime me'estzei s'mi Mitzrayim, ha'yeh La Because once they left Mitzrayim, Yehuda became the leaders after all. That's what Yaakov Avinu promised. Yehuda taught Yehuda Chachacha. Right, your brothers will be known by you. Right. Vinosari shona kibirchas Yaakov Avinu. Shabakha Yehuda Yehuda Chachacha. Gam Ramu kiyudah nichnas payam rishona. And Chazal also say that Yehuda went into the Yam first. you remember that story about Nachshon no, Menahem no. Adad? Excellent. Kiyay Yisrael yireim likone byam. The Jews were scared to go into the Yam. Va'omah Nachshon nasi shevet Yehuda ve'kafatz byam tchila. And Nachshon, the of Yehuda, he jumped into the Yam first. of shivto. And then the rest of the tribe of Yehuda followed him the Achor of Yisrael and then the rest of the people followed after him and so so Yehuda became God's sanctified leaders of the Jewish people and the rest of the people Yisrael the dominion of God not under any other rule only under the rule of God and not subject to any other powers and as the leaders Yehuda sanctifies the name of God amongst everybody else if you look in the Midrash over here the Midrash sounds something a little, bit, a little bit different. And this is actually a Machlokis in Chazal. So we just learned one opinion that Nachshon ben Amida, that all of the tribes were scared at the Yam and Nachshon jumped first and Yehuda went, went first. But look at the way the Midrash says it because it's a little bit different. These are two different opinions in Chazal. Kishigiu Yisrael when the Jewish people reached the Yam, they started fighting amongst themselves. Could you believe such a thing? Jews fighting amongst themselves? No, cannot be. And what were they fighting about? They were fighting about. out. Who would go into the sea first? The Jews did not go into the sea after it split. Not true, according to this opinion in the Midrash. Ella what does the Pasuk say? <speaking in> bisokhayam <Hebrew> yardu. how does how does it go? <speaking in> ba <Hebrew> yeah, you remember that? Which means they went <speaking in> bisokhayam <Hebrew> They went into the yam first before it became Yabasha. All of the Jews. And they went into the water until it reached up to their, their noses. They couldn't breathe anymore. So the tribe of Binyamin was saying, Whoa, 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 everybody. We're going in first. And Yehuda was like, Whoa, whoa, not so fast, Binyamin. Where do you guys think you're going? Right? I'm going in first. We geen Zebulen, we geen natali, we geen Coulomb all of the tribes this is the exact opposite of what we just learned yes we just learned and that's what I learned when I was in grade school right I, I, when I was in grade school I learned none of the Jews wanted to go and Nachshon ben Aminadav jumped in. but here's another opinion in Chazal it says no that's not what happened the Jews were fighting who would go in first they all wanted to go in first they all believed that God would save them and they all believed all we need to do is keep going and God will take care of the rest and so we're going and everyone was like whoa 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 what do we do? you think you're going to get to go in first no 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 we're going in first And I was everyone? Yeah, you know. By the way, by the way, this is not unlike um, (laughs) these two opinions. Yeah, it is not unlike how Jewish communities have gone, right? You know, uh, throughout history, there are some communities. Maybe this, maybe this is too far. Maybe I'm too far out there. There are some communities that think that are like the first opinion in Chazal, right? Meaning, there's something that has to get done, but nobody wants to do it. Everybody's scared, afraid, nobody wants to do it, everybody's sitting back, is waiting. And you need one guy to like, you know, step up and take the plunge and the responsibility and then other people will start to follow. Does that make sense what I just said? But I think there's other communities that are like this right? They stagnate for a different reason altogether, right? In other words, there's something that has to get done and everybody wants to do it, but everybody wants to do it their way. And so everybody starts fighting about how it's going to get done. Not because everybody's scared and nobody wants to do it, but because everybody wants to do it. So we're going to do it like this. No, you're not going to do it like that. We're going to do it like this. You cannot do it like that. It has to be like this. Is everybody with me? And then, and then, and then, also, you end up in the same place. Everybody's standing on the side of the Yam, and nobody's going in because everybody's fighting. That's what's going on over here, according to the second opinion. But look what happens next. This is amazing. They start throwing rocks at each other. Could you believe such a thing? No, no way. Can't be. Maybe you can. I don't know zachul lilbush Argaman Look what the Midrash says. Because Yehuda was so zealous that the kiddush Hashem should be performed um, by his tribe, God merited them for that zeal, right, and and pushed them more to be the leaders and that's also what it means and so what we have here now is we have all of the merit the Jews leaving Mitzrayim ourselves pulling ourselves out of the cultural malaise of the surrounding society which is with us and then we have we have the Jews becoming God's people that we have to remain sovereign on our our own not dependent on, on anybody else and also so we have to be zealous to create Kiddush Hashem. Is everybody here with me? That's what makes us Kod Show and <laughs> Mamshalosav. What makes us Mamshalosav is 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 our sovereignty, and what makes us Kod show is our zeal for Kiddush Hashem. Yes, is this all making sense? Good. I hope so. Yisov <laughs> The the sea it runs right. The the goes backwards. What's the difference? why does the sea run and the Yardain goes backwards the Malbim over here writes because if you remember the miracles that took place at the Yam and at the Yardain, they were a little bit different how did the Yam split? there was walls in the, at the Kriyas Yamsof on both sides but if you look in the Sefer Yoshua, when the Jews crossed the Yardain. There was only a wall on one side, as the Imam says, so now obviously we understand the Pasak and Dalim. Hayam Vayanos. The sea fled in all different directions. The sea it made walls in both ways. If you like Chazal, that there was twelve different channels that the Jews went through. Hayam rav The sea fled different ways, but Hayarden didn't flee different ways. Hayarden yisov The Yarden only went backwards. It went one way. It went straight up the stream. Right turned. It went straight up, and so that's why it's different in those two in those two different places. What is harim rakdu chielim givaos kivnetzon? That's by Kabbalah Satora. Like we said, if you look in the Radak. By the Harsina, the mountain was shaking. And now the the Malbim points out that there are two different things here. Okay, so there's Harim and there's Gvaot. What's the difference between Harim and Gvaot? The Malbim says Harim Agdolim. the The mountains Harim are bigger. That's why Rakdu Chielim Hagdolim. They dance like rams, which are bigger animals, as opposed to Gvaot Chetanim. They're like hills. They're smaller hilltops. meharim They're smaller from Harim. Rakdu Kibnetzon. They dance like rams, dance like own like uh young sheep right because they are smaller animals so so that's the uh, yeah that that's that's the that's the poetry over here right but if you look at the um, if you look at look at the madrash again avaynos right the sea saw and it fled marra what did it see ah the sea saw and it fled what did it see so it's interesting because we'll see in a second right that the halem is going to ask Malacha ayam kisanas hayar di ti sulich. Why are you fleeing? But the midrash is something different because we know what the answer in the Tehillim is. What's the answer in the Tehillim? From God, right? Milifne Adon it's <laughs> Yaritz. Milifne Elohei Yaakov. From, from God. But if you look in Tehillim, look at it words It's the second interpretation that we just learned in Tehillim that the Jews were fighting who would get to do the Kiddush Hashem, and the Yam saw that and it said, Omar, how could I not split for these people? Look at these people fighting. Who gets to do Kiddush Hashem? Everybody wants to do Kiddush Hashem. Uh, go, go, go. You guys, go, go, go. Right. Arono Shal Yosef, Yam. Ooh, you remember this? I learned this when I was a kid. Right? That the Yam saw Arono Shal Yosef. It saw the, the bones of Yosef that were being carried there. It's the same language, right? When Yosef runs from Anxious Potipharah, right? The, the Torah says, He ran outside. It's the same language. And so the Madrash says that it's in the merit of Yosef. He ran away from Aveira. And because he ran away from Aveira, the sea ran away from in front of the Jewish people right back to what we were talking about before by the way right merit from the past carrying forward here you have it again I just skipped like five words you want to know what uh, according to this interpretation of the Midrash the sea didn't want to split it did not want to Whether well, the, the sea said oh these Jews are not so righteous I'm gonna split for these guys they're complaining over here they're scared they're nervous they use a uh, different uh, Chazal says they used to work." Worship idols when they were in Mitzrayim, Mayam Lois, right? Right? That it was I'm not gonna split for these guys. Um, Miyad Gaarboa Karoshbarko, God gets angry at the sea. on came And as soon as the sea sees that God is getting angry at the sea, it runs away right away. It had God's name on it. Now these last two, and so so it so it ran from God. These last two that the sea is running from God, either God's anger or God's name. Name is much more consistent with what it actually says in the in the paragraph of Tehlim. Because the Tehalim asks next, Malakha Kisanas, liachar. Right, see, why are you fleeing? Mountains, why are you so if you look in this, Ibn Ezra, right? Why why? Why are you fleeing? Why are the mountains uh dancing? So the talem the answers, So what does that word chuli mean? So if you look. Um, in Mitsudos and in Melbourne, I put them on the same line. Sorry, I did that because I wanted to keep this onto two sides, and it bounced me onto the third page. So I needed to find some ways, you know, to lose a few lines. So, uh, so I put these two on the same line. The Mitsudos says that Chuli means Inyan Yitzira, which means that what he's saying is that the sea and the mountains they respond Milifneadon Adon Chuli Arets that we're we are we are running and uh, and shaking from God who created the world, yeah? Chuli aretz, who created the world. If you look in the Malbim, he says, Chuli is tsivui, which means a God who commands the world. Now, it could be that those are the same, yeah. right? You think that they're the same, right? But I think that they, they indicate different elements of, of yitzira, which we believe in both, right? We believe that God created the world, but we actually believe more than that. We believe that God is constantly renewing the world. Right, That the world exists now because God is creating it now. Not just because he created it in the past. But that God is constantly renewing the world. And so when you take these two together, at least that's the way that I see it, right? Milifne What does that mean? They're running from God who created the world and is right now commanding the world. He's right here. Right now. That's what it means. If you look um, in the Radak, he writes, Milifne Hashiva The land, Right responds and it says Okay, hayama Meaning you don't have a different answer from the Yam and from the Yardin and from the mountains. They all give the same answer, right? That's why it says chuli orets. includes everything. Omar chuli so he says, this is the way I translate it when I read it the first time, right? That they were scared of God, meaning they're they are running and they're dancing, they're shaking because of this, they're scared of God. And who is this master that they're scared of? The, the God of Yaakov. And when did we become the God of Yaakov? When God acquired us. avadim. How did Hilim start? It says, "Yisroami Mitzrayim, Beis Yaakov Me'am lo'es. Now it closes the loop, right? Milifno Chuli because that Creator of the world became Milifne Eloka Yaakov. Mm-hmm. Kihu Adon Alakova Ose Kirzonov Yem Yirts Ashiav Rubane Yaakov Bayamu Viarden Dinhu Shenus Suvivko Amayim MiPanav Kihu Adon. And if God wants us to split, so that's what we're going to do. Right? That's that's exactly what we're going to do. If you look at the Malmah, Mepnei she'adon ba'atzmo yarad lahashkiach. God came down to split the sea. You know, this is like a, almost like the Bad Makas Vachoros. We say on the night of the Seder, right? That as Aniva velo malach, right? The Kaddish Barako came down. Right? And so that the Malmah saying that kind of idea. U'ma hoya asiba she'neska lo'adon And why is it that God did that? Um... Uh, they answer, This is interesting. The Bible says, if you look through the Tanakh, whenever you find God being referred to as Elokai Yaakov or Eloke Yisrael, it's indicating a, a, a closeness, a relationship. Between because Elokei Yaakov, the God of Yaakov, do you see how he, how he how he gets it. Elokei Yisrael, the God of the Jews, that there's a, a closeness between God and the Jews, and that's what happened over here. That the the Yam and the and the mountains and the Yarden, they say Milafnei Adon Chuliaretz Milafnei because of God who created the world, and we see that that God is the the God of the Jewish people. We see the closeness that the, that they have, and so we we split, we 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 shook. We we were scared. We, we were afraid. We did exactly what God told us to do because God called, told us told us to do it. <laughs> Who turns the rock into water? Now this is the this is the flip, right? In other words, before we were talking about Kriyas Yamsuf, which is when God turned the water into dry land, and now. The sea is saying, or the mountains are saying, both, that the world is saying, that God not only turns the sea into dry land, but God also turns the rock into water. Where did we see that? Moshe. The Merim, Mar- the, well, the, yes, at the May Mariva, but also before that, right? And also by the Be'er Miriam, right? They turn the the rock into water. I'm reading the Radak. Hayam Just like God can turn the wet into dry, He turned the the sea into dry land. Cain, he could also turn rocks which are dry into something which is. Wet. He could turn it into a swamp or into a stream. Because he controls everything. And similarly, mountains, even though mountains are strong, they're, they're, they're set. Mountains don't really move. And God can just move them. When uh, we came to the Harsinai, the mountain shook. It just, uh, just shook. And why? Why all of this? Why? Why does the sea split? Why do the mountains shake? So that we would know, that everybody would know, that God created everything, and everything is in everything is in is in God's hands. The Ramban writes at the end of Parashas Bo. We must have talked about this before. The Ramban writes at the end of Parashas Bo that the reason why. well, First, sorry, the Torah tells us throughout the Makos in, in Va'era and Bo, the Torah tells us that God does the Makos so that we should realize that God exists, that God knows what's going on in the world, that he cares about the world. It says numerous times throughout the Makos. "Leman teidu, ki Hashem v'kere v'aretz. Leman yeidu, so that you should know that I am God. She'Ein kamoni B'Chol there's none like me in all of them. That was the whole purpose of all of the makos, the Yitzias Mitzrayim was so that we should learn uh, that God exists and that He's actively involved in the world. And the Ramban in the end of Parshah's Bo writes that that's where we learned our belief in God from the Yitzias Mitzrayim. And then the Ramban writes that from those grand and great miracles, that from those grand and great miracles, we're supposed to begin to see God in less and less obvious places, to find God outside of grand and great miracles in our everyday lives. And that's the underpinnings of the whole Torah, for us to seek and to find God. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to find Him constantly. He wants us to be with Him, always. And that's uh, and that's why God performed grand miracles, so that we would know that He was there, so that we would be able to keep finding Him, even when He's not obviously showing us grand and great miracles. And so, from the paragraph of Tehillim, right, we, we experience the grand and great miracles, we realize that we're supposed to be sovereign, and we're supposed to be under His domain only, and, and we know that God performed these grand and great miracles so that we can be able to find Him in our in our lives in the less and less obvious miracles. And so, the second paragraph of Tehillim, uh the second paragraph, I'm sorry, of Halel uh, Tehilim Kuf Yud Dalid is our song of praise of Yitzias Mitzrayim. But our song of praise in Yitzias Mitzrayim that tells us. That we're supposed to take that freedom that god gave us maintain our sovereignty um um, uh, maintain fidelity to to his word and live under his domain and only his domain knowing that god performed for us grand miracles to show us of his existence and his involvement in our world so that we can then uh, transition from that to finding god in smaller less obvious places in our lives so that we can start to sing the the hallel and the praise of God all over again for those smaller miracles that we that we that we find. That's Tehillim Kofi Um Like I said in the beginning, I hope that uh, that our learning also enhances our Tefila when we say the Tehillim, That we can understand better what it is that we're saying, and with more intent and with uh, other Kavanos that we could also add throughout our uh, throughout our throughout our day. So let's say the Tehillim together like we usually like we usually do. And thanks everybody for coming out. Let's say the Tehillim. It says mi me tryin base yakov me am lo ways Yisrael Ra'av yu da ko ra of Ayanos Hayardain, ye sovly give o os son malach hayam yom ki sannos hy ardaint tirkidu a give son don Thank you, everybody. Everybody have a great night. <laughs>